right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Lethal Podcast. Uh, we are hanging out tonight with the owner of Primal Outdoors, who owns Toughhead. Uh, tonight we have Jason. I am going to butcher the last name, Jason, so I'll let, I'll let you say it. Uh, Jason Wojohowicz. Wojohowicz. Yeah, yeah, but I, a lot of my friends and everyone, I go by Wojo. That's that's uh, my trade name, so to speak. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, so <clears throat> Jason, uh, like I said, is uh, is the uh, owner uh, by proxy of his parent company of Toughhead, uh, who is a broadhead manufacturer that uh, specializes in uh, big, heavy arrows with uh, high front of center. So it was kind of obvious that we had to have him on. We, uh, I have friends, and Garrett, you have friends too. Garrett has friends uh, yeah, sure. that <laughs> that uh, uh, that has shot Tough Head for a long time. Company that's been around for a while. Uh, give us, uh, Jason, if you could, give us a quick uh, quick rundown on the uh, the history of Tough Head. Uh, yeah, so I mean, Joe Joe started the company uh, basically after being friends with uh, Ed Ashby and reading his studies. And he started about 12 years ago and went through a lot of R&D and development of the head, um, which I'm learning now that, you know, trying to create a new product is not easy. So I give a lot of, a lot of props out to Joe for that. But, um, you know, created it, you know, based off of Ashby's, uh, I guess, dream of the perfect broadhead, so to speak. And, uh, yep. you know, three to one, high mechanical advantage, heavy, uh, front of center and all that stuff and um, you know basically created it and um, expanded the line to two different um, stainless heads uh, and then he also brought in the the meat head you know the, the the carbon steel version for the guys that mainly for the guys that you would a lot of the guys that you would like the uh, like the meat head oh okay well that would make sense but uh, yeah so that you know that was uh, that was Joe's thing and you know kept it going for a while and um, you know, and then I got approached to, uh, to keep it alive. Nice. So how you've, uh, <clears throat> so you knew Joe, uh, for a little bit, how, how long had you been, uh, shooting tough head stuff before, before you decide to, uh, make the plunge and, uh, acquire the company? Uh, so I knew, I knew, I knew of Joe and I knew Joe and talked to him on, on occasion, mainly about his product and things like that. You know how you get talking to people and, you know, asking questions about their product and, uh, got uh, introduced formally through a mutual friend um, whenever Joe decided that he was basically going to close shop. And, uh, you know, being a tough head shooter for the last five years exclusively, uh, I didn't want to see the product go away as well as a lot of other people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I was fortunate enough to have a little bit of money set aside um, from one of my businesses that I, that I run and, uh, had the equity and I, you know, after many, many months of talking to Joe and picking his brain and making sure, cause I'm a pretty, uh, I'm a pretty solid numbers guy. I'm a, I take a very educated risk. So I won't uh, just dive into something, you know, but, uh, so I decided to, to let it roll with a, mainly from a lot of support from my wife too. She was, she was great about it and supports me in all my ventures and, and my hunting ventures and everything too. So yeah, uh, made the decision pretty easy in that respect. Yeah, there you go. It's it's way easier to do things with the support of your wife. Let me tell you, when I uh, when I told her I wanted to start a start a podcast, talk about heavy arrows, she kind of gave me the one one raised eyebrow eyebrow look, and it's like, okay, whatever you want to do. 
but she has been supportive. So I haven't, uh, haven't run into too many issues with that so far. So, uh, so, uh, you, you've, you've been bow hunting a while, uh, but it sounds like you just kind of recently came into, uh, the traditional side of things. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I don't have the same story as everybody else, uh, where they've been hunting since they, you know, with a bow in their hand when they were five years old, I, I wasn't fortunate like that. Um, my family hunting to them was going on opening day a rifle and then, uh, you know, and, and getting back to the camp. So I, I didn't have much of a hunting childhood. Um, I, I discovered it more when I turned 30 and, uh, just, you know, with running a business and being stressed, I, I needed to, I needed an escape. And, uh, I told my wife, I'm, I'm going hunting. She looked at me like, okay. So I took the rifle out and that's how I, I got back, you know, when I was 30 for one year and I thought this, this isn't for me. So, uh, tried the boat, the, the bow hunting thing with a compound for probably three years, killed an animal, you know, uh, all three years. And, uh, I mean, it was cool. I mean, it was great. I had meat on the table. I mean, it was fantastic, but, uh, uh, someone gave me a recurve and I, and I saw, I started playing with it and man, it was like, <laughs> where have you been all my life? You know? Right. So, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, it's been a love affair ever since. And I mean, I'm, I'm I mean, it's a, a complete obsession. I mean, not a love. I mean, it's a total obsession. I mean, I, for the last uh, six years, I've just been completely traditional, uh, have been successful every year. Um, you know, uh, I just love it. I, I can't get enough of it. And, and it, what's funny is when I got into traditional, uh, you know, a lot of it started by reading Ned Ashby from Joe's website, you know, so mm -hmm. I was a tough head shooter from day one. Uh, so what, uh, so when you picked up a trad bow, your uh so when when you when you picked up a recurve because you started with a recurve right that's what you said uh, yeah very briefly then i went right into the longbow oh you shoot a longbow i didn't know that well i, I shoot it all bud <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah it depends what i'm in the mood for uh but i try to keep it uh you know whatever i'm shooting for the year i try to keep keep with that but i started for a few months with a, with a recurve someone gave me uh, and then went to a show, shot a couple longbows and fell in love with those. Uh, it was actually striker bows at the time. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, got really kicked, hit it off well with Dusty and Rick, the owners. Um, and they right away, I, I took one home from the show, uh, the striker takedown and they built me, um, another one because, uh, I actually had a, a black bear hunt planned for up in Quebec for, uh, that May. And this was uh, in February that I started really shooting a uh, traditional bow. And um, they said, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll make you a nice long bow. We want you to go kill a bear with it. And I'm like, yeah, right. I mean, I, I just started this thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I, I, I shot and shot and shot and shot and, and watched every YouTube video out there and, and learned the best I could. I mean, I had no mentor or anything. And uh, Sure enough, went up to Quebec, and uh, I, I did take the compound just in case I, you know, as my crutch. But um, I went up there, and uh, third night, I I, to I took a really beautiful black bear with, with my stick bow and wood arrows I made <laughs> to boot. Oh, they're wood arrows that you made? Oh, yeah, yeah, I made, I made uh, yeah, I even, uh, I even made arrows I shot for that three months. I practiced with them. I had meatheads on the front end, and... Uh, uh, they were Douglas fur. They were, um, uh, oh man, I'm, I'm drawing a mind blank. That company, I, 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 uh, your way, um, Garrett, um, 
Oh man, I forget. Douglas fir, that big Douglas fir manufacturer. I'm sorry, I'm I'm running a mind blank on it. But anyways, they were Douglas fir shafts. Garrett's the compound guy. I'm the oh, like okay. half and half, I'm, I'm the yeah. half and half guy. And Blaine's yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Blaine could tell you. Sherwood. Sherwood. Yeah. Sherwood. I'm sorry. Okay. Sherwood. Yeah. Oh yeah. They are very good. Yeah. Sherwood shafts. Yeah. They're up in Oregon somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that was that was it, and that and then ever since then, I mean. Killed a black bear at uh, what was it, eleven yards? Uh, man, it was Oof. it was all over, it was all over from there, and that was the first kill I did with the trad bow. So from that Jeez. point on, I'm like, there's no nothing can compare to this. So I I can't. Yeah. It would be I cheating say with so. any other equipment, you know? Yeah, man, that would uh, God, that'd be a rush. Black was, bear at eleven yards with a with a oh, piece was, of wood. Oh. It was, and uh, and and everything that everyone tells you about black bear hunting happened to me. I mean, they. They crawl up the ladder stand. I mean, it was all, it was all that, man. It was, it was really cool. It was really, really cool. Man, I'm super jealous. I, I mean, for my first uh, traditional animal, I'm going to shoot a glorified bird. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I, I love turkey hunting, but I mean, they're, let's, let's be honest. It's a bird. It's what it is. But uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 man, a bear at eleven yards. Whew, man. Well, it's funny you say that. Turkeys are my nemesis, man. I I've missed two of them already, and I. Oh, well, you and get you and Garrett can be best friends then. I hate <laughs> I turkeys kill, so I much. I can't kill them damn turkeys for the life of me. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, they're they're switchy little bastards. Uh, they they don't they don't sit. I they're not as twitchy as a hog, at least from what I've seen. Uh-huh. But man, it's hard to get one to like really sit still. And even yeah. I mean, it was, it was it's tough with a compound, let alone a, yeah. a trad yeah. bow. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I have a I have a couple turkey targets which I start shooting about this time of the year to get ready for spring gobbler. And uh, for some reason, when I practice at them, I practice shooting their heads. And I don't know why I do this, but that's what I do. So the both times I missed my turkey, I went right over their head because they're bobbing their heads. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. I don't know why I do that to myself. Well, I mean, and that was those were those misses were with your uh, uh, trad bow, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't use shotgun or anything. Yeah, it's all, yeah. It's all trad. So yeah. I, I think you know, I uh, um, with turkeys, I, I think I have, I think I have, because you shoot, you shoot uh, instinctive, right? Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, th- I think I might, I might have your answer. Is I mean, you were, you were probably focused on the head. And there's, right, I'm pretty sure, right. have you seen, uh, um, Garrett, I don't even know if I've mentioned this to you. Have you, uh, Jason, have you seen the, uh, Donnie Vincent movie, the most recent one, the other side? I haven't caught that one yet. I was, uh, that's on my hit list here very soon to watch. Man. Yeah. Okay. I won't, I won't say this next part then, but there's, okay. there's, there's something similar that happens. I'll just say that in, in one of the hunts where uh-huh. I think like, I think he, he hit exactly where he was looking. Right. And, right, and right. I think, and with turkeys, I mean, you know, you've got a big old black blob, uh, right. and then you've got a bright red head. So you're right. just naturally fixated on that head. And especially if you're shooting instinctive, you, you know, look Absolutely. at your target, let the, let the brain computer do the, do the, do the yep. calculation yep. and let it loose. So yeah, you're probably just staring at the head when, unless, were you shooting decaps or were you shooting, uh, no, no, shooting shooting a meathead at him. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, focus. Uh, so, I guess uh, from someone who is a long time uh, uh, turkey nerd, uh, f- 
focus on focus on that body and i think yeah right i think right. i think you'll get it done you'll get it done yeah, I yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to get it done this year uh uh i actually had a fun experience last year i flew out to nebraska uh about the end of april um basically to scout mule deer for the next season and mm-hmm. uh got my got my turkey tag too and let me tell you i, I don't know if you guys ever spot and stalk turkeys but holy crap man i mean we're talking flocks of a hundred and i mean we're oh, chasing yeah. them all day long i mean it was <laughs> actually it, it was some of the most fun i ever had i mean uh, yep. i didn't get any shots um but i drew at least a half a dozen times but oh, the problem awesome. is those toms were so smart they bunch into those hens and they will mm-hmm. not they won't they they, they they encapsulate themselves so they're they're yep. not dumb i mean those merriam those merriams are not like the gobblers out here that's for sure yep i would completely agree i'm actually heading to nebraska in three weeks to uh try and get my first Merriam. so yeah yeah uh, good luck fingers yeah, yeah f- fingers crossed yeah it's very very different than hunting uh hunting easterns that's for sure yeah it uh, is it definitely is yeah yeah they're uh yeah when they i've seen uh just driving through nebraska i've seen flocks of two to three hundred sometimes oh yeah so like you know and you know as well as i do a, a good size flock of easterns is like pfft, 20 birds maybe like that's a yeah yeah that's a that's right. a big flock you're right but uh where i where i live now um uh right on the outskirts you know of of, of the metropolitan area you know the suburbs and rural just beginning at a rural uh mm-hmm. pennsylvania has always had a late turkey season i always said they started too late well now i mean where i'm at i'm i'm seeing uh flocks of turkey right around my house of 75 80 i'm, I'm losing count man yeah, I mean it, awesome. it is really populating right where I live, and uh, um, I'm really hoping to get it done here this year. And I'll tell you what, if I shoot one this year, I'm getting that whole sucker stuffed because it's going to be an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what did uh, um, what kind of arrow setup did you run when you were shooting a compound? Uh, you know what what they teach in the in the in the archery shops, man. I, you know, I think I was shooting a 350 spine with a 125 grain broadhead and an aluminum insert and 75 pound bow. I mean, I think the the whole setup maybe weighed 425. I mean, you know, yeah, at the most. Uh, but I didn't know any better. And, and, and look, I ki- I killed a couple deer with it. I mean, it was no big deal. I mean, you shoot in the soft, oh, yeah. soft tissue, you yeah. you can shoot a, a twig at them. I mean. You know, it's when you mm-hmm. get into that heavy stuff and heavy skin and heavy bones. I mean, that's when you got to really consider, you know, not every shot's perfect. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, well, I mean, Garrett and I both were, uh, you know, that's, that's what we both, well, both of us started out, out at, um, and killed a lot of animals doing that too. Cause like you said, if you, you know, shoot, you shoot tissue, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. But no. the second the shot goes awry, there's a. Uh, uh, there's not much you can really do and yeah. gotta, gotta have that backup. So yeah, I'm, I'm not so happy to say that I have killed a lot of deer with a 350 grain arrow out of a 70 pound bow. Yeah. You know what? And I'm not going to lie guys. <laughs> I, I tried last year. I, I, I actually used my, my first couple weeks of the season. I probably shouldn't even say this, but my first couple weeks of the season, I wasn't quite ready with the hunting setup. And I took my compounds, not my compound, my target setup, which was, 400 grains, uh, 150 grain broadhead. Um, I actually didn't even use a tough head. Uh, and I shot, I shot right through a doe. I mean, it could be done, but it was a perfect shot. I mean, it was a perfect 10 yard shot. I mean, right, right through the, I mean, it was, you know, I mean, it could be done. It's just, uh, 
you, you can't you can't think that's going to happen every time you know and yeah now it's my most buck, likely my buck, not going to happen every time right 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 and my buck i mean uh, that i shot this year uh was was with uh was with the tough head and uh yeah just just totally blew right through it actually i blew through both shoulders nice yeah it's uh all about that backup all about that backup yeah. weight for sure yeah 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 i just want to see if it can be done <laughs> to be honest with you you know yeah well i mean ed talked about uh um you know how it's it's kind of a somewhat like taboo controversial topic but how either i, th- I think he said he he was doing it and guys he know uh guys he knew were doing it were uh intentionally shooting for the shoulder to break down the mm-hmm. animal to where they can't mm-hmm. run right and i mean if you've got the setup to do it it's right. very effective because they can't go anywhere Right. Well, if you if you talk to Ed in depth and you ask him, I mean, every single time he shoots, he shoots right for the shoulder, goes straight up the leg and drills him right in the shoulder because you're going to hit every every vital organ you need and they're not going to run. You know, so yeah. if you have the setup proper, you know, with with a heavy, heavy front of center, heavy weight. I mean, you, you're going to you're going to kill the animal and it's not going to you're not going to have to worry about blood trails so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, um, um. Yeah, I have. I guess I have a question. Uh, so, I'm the compound guy, more more yeah. or less. Um, your system, like you guys, well, you shoot trad, but your system also can work for compound. Um, Absolutely. What kind of compa- compatibility do you have for that? As far as well, like, I mean, uh, you know. we have any, we have all kinds of adapters, Garrett, that'll fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you can make any setup you want. Um, I, I, I do offer, uh, Joe started offering the, um, the, the 300 grain screw in, which is basically the 225 uh, stainless broadhead with a 75 grain adapter welded in. Yeah, that thing's beefy. Um, it, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, you could get a direct screw in, get fuel points and just go to time. I mean, it, you know, which, you know, most guys will, will they, they were a huge seller because they're just the convenience. Um, I'm actually uh, in the process now of bringing out the meathead screw in, uh, which is basically the 190. It's going to be one 265, you know, right around that 250 uh, weight, um, which I think will really, you know, a lot of the compound guys would like that. Um, you know, it's it's a little bit lighter. You keep your speeds up because I know you you compound guys still like your speed. You can't get over that, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I'm not you sold know. on it completely. I just like to be able to shoot far. So yeah, no, I, hey, I agree. Look, I mean, you know, before you got on, we were having a discussion about field archery, and I mean, honestly, I couldn't. I I shouldn't say I couldn't, but I I wouldn't have done as well in field archery if I would have shot a 600 grain arrow at 50 yards all mm-hmm. the time. I mean, you know, but, right. It has its advantages. The trajectory is definitely an advantage. It all depends on what you're hunting. I mean, I, I yeah. there's not one setup that's great for every. Well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, it all depends on your. Six hundred and fifty um, grains is great for everything. <laughs> <laughs> According to Ed, but Ed'll Ed'll uh, he'll 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 backtrack that a little bit if you talk to him now. I mean, when he tested all that stuff, it was with you know eighty pound longbows. It wasn't with high efficient super recurve forty pound bows. I mean. Uh, Right. Uh, I mean, I'm getting speeds on some of these super recurves uh, that that's unbelievable. And uh, I mean, the penetration I'm getting with, uh, you know, a heavier arrow, it's 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 phenomenal. I mean, you don't Do need you sh- all you, that. Right? You shoot a super recurve too? Uh, well, last year I did. Last year I shot, uh, I actually shot a whole complete ILF setup. Um, I shot uh, CD Archery, WF-19, and uh, with Uka. Okay, yeah. 
Uka limbs, the 100 oh, percent yeah. carbon. Yeah, dude, I'll tell you what, you want to talk about a setup. I mean, that thing was disgustingly sick. I mean, uh, I, I was I was shooting a, uh, at hunting season. I was shooting a 630 grain arrow, uh, 45 pounds. I, I was shooting that sucker at 170 feet a second, which Jeez. is which is phenomenal. I mean, phenomenal. I mean, yeah, what's your draw length? 45 pounds. 20, 29 inches. 29 inches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I have a I mean, good power stroke. I mean, I you know I do have a good power stroke with it. So yeah, that's uh that's fast. My God. Yeah, no, this year won't pounds. be the same. I mean, yeah, this year won't be the same. I have a custom bow being made right now. Uh, uh, I'll throw a little little shout out to uh, Colton Hurst up there in Montana. Great dude. Uh, he's making me his Prana static tip recurve to kind of to my specs, so to speak. But. Uh, uh, that I intend to be my my hunting bow for this year, and it's only going to be 46 pounds of my draw. Uh, I have an elbow issue, so I could shoot 56 pounds, but I, I can't shoot it all day long. You know, I, yeah. I screw up my yeah. elbow, so I just learned how to shoot low pondage and be effective at it. So, yeah, well, especially these these more modern recurves, they'll yeah. they'll have they'll have so much more. They'll, uh, I guess, stack isn't the right word because stack you'd normally associate with the back end of the, of the draw. But you, uh, it has a lot more tug on the front end than it does yeah. on the back end. But yeah. if it's on the front end, it's not nearly as heavy. So correct. Uh, but yeah. you you get way more speed out of it because your draw force curve still has quite a bit right. of area underneath it. So right, right. There's a lot to them nowadays. I mean, you know, there's there's a there's a lot to those draw force curves and and. The boyer needs to know that when they actually build you a custom bow to, to fit your draw length, you know, and the yep. bow length and everything has to has a lot to do with that. Yep, absolutely. That's True. why I like I like having a rocket scientist make my uh, recurve <laughs> for me. It's pretty it's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. Truth be told, that's why I haven't switched to trad yet because, I mean, I know how I am with everything else, and it'll be a very slippery slope. I mean, I've got six bows now, so and that's you know various compounds i have a recurve i've got bow fishing setups all sorts of bows and yeah just too many and then all of the options that you can get into if i got like an ilf riser and the limbs and it's just like oh no (laughs) you would get into trad full dude um, it is the most addicting thing you would ever get into man i mean i I, at one point, I had 24 bows, and my wife looked at me like, well, oh, what are you doing Lord. spending our – yeah, <laughs> I, I sold them all, and then I tried to fine-tune it, so now I'm down to like eight, but I try to only shoot one a year, you know, but you, it's hard not to pick up a bow and just shoot and play with it in the backyard or go stump shooting, you know what I mean? Yeah. Man, Blaine, Blaine's got a new hero to look up to in 24 bows. <laughs> I don't even know how many bows Blaine has anymore. Yeah, well, I know he's he, he got rid like of a couple. A, yeah, he seems like he has a new one coming every couple weeks, though. Yeah, he had he had eight eight or nine last time I uh, we we knew, but like you said, it's like every every other week it seems like oh, yeah. I got a new bow in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know what? The problem is, it's a rabbit hole. You start going down. You 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 get a new bow, you shoot it fantastic for two weeks, and it, it's just like buying a new car. Then after a couple of weeks, it's it's the same car you had. I mean, it's uh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you just have to find what fits you. And but hey, it's fun. It's fun, man. It's all about having fun. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, most of your uh, most of the broadheads that you sell, or at least traditionally, uh, yeah. <laughs> like that pun, traditional. Yeah. Uh, traditionally, they are uh, gluons. Uh, but yeah. you said you're, you know, you're starting to come out with a couple of uh, screw ins as well. Yeah. Uh, now, so is the screw in actually a 
uh, a gluon with the uh, weld-in adapter. I know you said it's it's what it basically was before. Is that what you're doing? That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it is it is basically the same broadhead. I'm just taking a step out for the guys. And I'm actually welding it in. So it's not, right. you don't have to worry about gluing it. I mean, it's, you know, and it's all spun, spun test and everything. So everything, you know, I mean, you don't have to worry about You, you open up the package, put them on. You, you got a, you know, 300 grain broadhead. I mean, it's, you know. Right. Uh, right. And, and the stainless one has a stainless adapter. The the, the meathead has a, has a carbon steel adapter in it. So um, gotcha. it's just a convenience gotcha. factor is, is really what it is. I mean, and I probably shouldn't say this, but a lot of guys are lazy and they don't want to take the time to, play with different setups they just want to buy whatever weight they want and just screw them in screw them out and, and go and that's fine oh, yeah. and that's why yeah. I'm, I'm offering it you know yeah no oh, hell we taught on the last podcast we recorded we were talking about lazy archers for a good 15 minutes i think <laughs> so we completely agree with you there yeah, um, lazy in the so way sometimes though yeah oh yeah more, more often than not unfortunately <laughs> yeah but if you're being lazy and deciding to buy a 300 grain broadhead then i won't be mad at you be be lazy <laughs> and do that please um yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm all i'm all about buying buying big old heavy heads oh, uh, yeah. so uh so you've uh so i i think at least from what i've seen testing i've seen friends do i've never used a glue on but i'm going to like i'm uh i've you know kind of like what we've been discussing the last couple weeks i think i'm gonna end up doing a meathead we'll see if it ends up being oh let's let's talk about that for like just a hot second so your the meathead is a uh carbon steel and you're and then you have a two and that's 190 grain these are all glue on weights and then you have a 225 and 300 grain uh um uh tough head mm-hmm. that is uh you said it's 420 stainless it's 420 hc high carbon stainless steel, hc yeah. yeah the high yeah. carbon yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there you go and the reason yeah. being is uh the the 420 is um it's 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 extremely good steel but it's yeah. it's uh it retains an edge very very well very well right but you can also maintain it and sharpen it. You get into three thirty and some of it's that workable, hard, yeah, it, yeah. You, you you can't you can't sharpen it. And you know everybody. We'll go back to the lazy archers. Nobody wants to spend a time and maintain their broadheads and and strop them and and, and maintain them. So yeah, you know uh, if you did three thirty stainless, holy crap, you'd, you'd you would never. Man, I no one would buy a single bevel broadhead. You know. Yeah. Well, I but, think that's yeah, there's that, there's sorry, another manufacturer that's no 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 that, that's fine. There's another manufacturer that's tried to make uh, um, S7 tool steel broadheads, but uh-huh. they're just impossible to get sharp because yeah. it's such a hard hard steel. Yeah, and I right. think I, I think correct me if I'm wrong. The yours come out to like a 52 Rockwell or something like that. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we we heat treat them to a 52. You go any harder with our steel, it gets it gets too brittle. It's too brittle. I mean, well, I think 52 to 54 is like where from from all the reading that I've done on guys that have had broadheads break on them, it's been it's typically been over that 54-ish mark. Right. And guys that have really hard have a really hard time uh, with edge retention, it's typically under the 52 mark. So I, th- I think you're, you're right there. I think you're right where you need to be. Yeah. Uh, right. Garrett, do you, do you know what the Rockwell was on? I'm, I'm not going to say the name so we don't tick off anybody, but mm-hmm. the broadhead that you shot or was it you or a friend? It was a friend. Uh, it was a friend, uh, but I gave him the broadheads. 
do you, I, and that's, it's part I, of the issue that I've got with the, were they too, were they breaking and too brittle? No, no, they, it, they wouldn't hold an edge. Yeah, it didn't hold an edge. Like it was shaving sharp before we went out in the field. And then my buddy shot a mule deer with like its summer coat even, and it dulled mm-hmm. on the shot side hide and then mm-hmm. barely cut anything on the way through. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. Soon, you know, we picked it up like full pass through and everything, but like he center punched it right where you want to shoot it right behind the shoulder and then picked up the broadhead and it was dull, like dull, dull. Yeah, and it didn't uh, hit ribs or anything on the way through. Hmm. But, yeah, that, that's one thing about the 420 that we find was it just it holds it, it holds an edge very well. I mean, you could shoot it in a rubber all all summer and just hit it right. with a leather strop, and it's it's good to go. And that's one thing yeah. guys need to understand is if you're going to practice with them, even if you even if you don't practice with them a lot, you you got to maintain them. You got to strop them every once in a while. Leather strop is probably your, a single bevel guy's best friend. Strop yeah. the crap out of it, oh, yeah. man. Just, just, just yep. clean it up. Get it, you know, maintain it, and you're good, man. And, and the 420 re- retains an edge very well. Plus, it'll free sharpen relatively easy as far as stainless goes. Yeah, it's one of the best stainless materials that's out there. Uh, yeah, four, 440, 440C is pretty good too. Right, uh, right. But four, four, 420 is uh, uh, HC. The high carbon version is. Uh, is really nice. There's a lot of, there's a, I think like if Benchmade doesn't make a knife out of S30 or S90, it's almost always 420. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, it, a, it's, it's a, it's a really yeah. popular steel. It, it's, it's actually knife grade steel. It, it's actually, right. what, I think it's what they consider. It's a knife grade, uh, kind of cutlery steel. Yeah. That and four, and, and, uh, four, yeah, four, four. Yeah. So to, to circle back around to my original question, I guess I got, I got off track with, I, <laughs> yeah. no, no, I'm, uh, I, I'm trying to, I don't, I know, I know enough about steel to be dangerous, but I'm not, I'm definitely not a, uh, uh, like a steel connoisseur. So I wanted to pick your brain on that for a second. Uh, I'm not uh, a but, connoisseur by any stretch, man. I just know what I know right now. <laughs> I'm learning uh, every but, day, man. Hey, there you go. There you go. Well, you've got, and you, I'm sure Joe is still there for you if you have any questions oh, on that stuff too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, glue on heads um what what's the big like i said i've never used them but i'm i'm wanting to because from what i've seen from other individuals that have shot and tested them they are just way more durable than typical broadhead can you can you tell us why yeah i'll tell you exactly why uh if if you ever if you ever shoot a broadhead into something hard and the first place it's going to break is that post you know what i mean that adapter post. yeah the threading that's where all my testing and all Joe's testing and field tests and, and people calling and the first place that thing's going to break is that post because of the leverage. You know what I mean? So when you, when you bury, uh, which is why we came out with the, uh, you know, and we're trying to perfect the uh, direct bond system is you have a long post in your shaft, which you can lengthen or shorten. And then um, you have that nice long swedge collar, there's nowhere really for it to break. I mean, you know, I mean, anything can break, but then once you foot it and everything, that thing's, it's rock solid. I mean, can't be afraid to buy glue. And I hate saying glue on, because that just sounds so cheap. It, it, I like, you know, uh, a lot of guys are using epoxy. They're actually using, uh, um, uh, what's that one, that one brand? Um, it'll come to me, but you know, uh, glue on sounds cheap, but it's not. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely more durable. You, you don't have that post to break. Yeah. If yeah. That makes it's, sense. uh, yeah, yeah. no, no, it, it, it does. I mean, it does make sense. And you've got a, 
you got a ton of material inside the yeah. uh, inside the broadhead that you otherwise wouldn't. Right, right. Uh, and, and you know how our furl goes all the way from the edge, all the way down, almost to the tip. Uh, so, you know, with that furl being increased and then you have the the swedge adapter down inside there, we're actually looking at creating a new one to lengthen even more, to stiffen even more into that broadhead. So there's mm. another adapter we're working on now that I hope to bring out uh, maybe in a couple months here. Um, and uh, it'll be a fantastic system. I mean, it's it's not as flashy and sophisticated as all these guys and their flishy flashy insert out search i mean this is a pretty simple system but man i mean you know it, it's tried oh. and true man i mean yeah, it is. we're just trying to make what's tried and true it's better. not broke don't yeah. fix it yeah right 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 yeah couldn't couldn't agree more there uh and plus yeah, as a little so, sales pitch i mean what we do is uh every single broadhead we have a, a plunger system that actually i i plunged on into that furl all the way down and I put 500 pounds of pressure down into that furl. And uh, if it doesn't split with that, man, I mean, you're not splitting that broadhead. So, you know, I, I don't want anyone to think that because it's a two-piece laminated brace broadhead, it's weak. It is by, right. by any stretch. I've, I've cranked the pressure up to seven, 800 pounds, and I have not split broadheads. Yeah. Gracious now, I mean, you're going to get one or two, you know what I mean, during the process that just didn't brace correctly. And it's sure. split. Yeah. So that gets, you know, but. Every single broadhead goes through my hands and gets tested in that plunger system. Man, that's a that's a lot of weight. My goodness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've oof. even cranked up to a thousand because I'm trying to break them, and I, and I have. I mean, but but some of them, them three hundreds, man. I tell you what, they hold some pressure. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's a it's a lot of it's a big old hunk of steel, and especially when you do uh, oh, yeah. when you've got three hundred grains, and then you put your either your screw in adapter or your direct bond adapter in there. And then you've got at least three seventy five, four hundred grains. Right. Uh, man, it, uh, stuff, stuff gets wild real quick. Oh uh, yeah. But, uh, back to Garrett's point with compatibility, it sounds like you can, you can probably get down to as light as with the screw ins on the meathead two fifty ish. You said, yeah, I mean, but you got to take your your adapter into play. So if right. I was if a compound guy came to me and is used to shooting for, even if he was shooting a five hundred grain setup, right? Because I mean, there's yeah. compound guys that shoot shoot one hundred fifty grain heads. I, yeah. I would I would push them right away into a direct a direct bond system, uh, like the hundred grain insert and glue a glue a meathead right or you know bond the meathead right to it. So now you only have, a, you know. Even with you know taking your adapter out of the plate now 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 you're you're you know you're at uh, 290 grains opposed to you know maybe 300 you know depending on what kind of adapter you had in there right right so yeah, you're really. not you know you're not going to lose a ton of trajectory and you got to and you foot that thing man you got a hell of a setup yeah I run I mean I run the Valkyrie setup now so I'm running 256 up front so I'm mm -hmm. at like 500 and some grains or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I'm not is that with I'm, the adapters and everything, Garrett. So the Valkyrie setup is just a, it's like an outsert that's threaded. And then mm -hmm. the, the broadhead itself has a long post on it. Right, and then right. the broadhead is, it's just all one piece. Um, okay. So, so that it, whole front end is, is how much, how much does that weigh? Uh, the, the head itself is 200 grains and then the, the collar is 56. So I've got, yeah, 256 total. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so if you would do like a direct bond from me or let's say, and, and it, you know, you'd be, you'd probably be about 50 grains heavier, you know, yeah, with, and, with I, I mean, I've, and everything too. Right. I've got the, you know, I've got some spine left and I was gonna, I've been thinking about going heavier. Um, uh-huh. but I just haven't yet. And you know what, <laughs> you can do there, and I wouldn't be afraid to tell you to do this, but you can even go with maybe uh, a lighter uh, GPI shaft. You know, like 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 I was telling uh, Matt, I'm, I picked up Black Eagle. I mean, they have some awesome shafts that have a lower grain per inch. You know, and yeah, uh, I, that way I you run can the, put it up front. You know, right? I run the X Impacts now, and they're oh yeah, they're pretty they're pretty light. Yeah, they're yeah. like nine something. Right, right. But I mean, the reality of the situation is most guys that are shooting tough head setups or are considering a tough head setup are probably guys that have had or girls, I should say, guys mm-hmm. or girls that have had. Well, man, and it gets especially important when you get to a girl shooting it. Uh, uh, me as a guy with that can you know pull seventy, eighty pounds and has a decent enough draw length. I can get away with shooting a big old fat mechanical if I, if I really wanted to probably mm-hmm. still doesn't work all the time, but not, you know, it can, but when you're, you have, you know, if you're only drawing 45, 50 pounds at most, you have a 25 inch draw length, 26 inch, like my wife, like you need uh, a three to one, like what you guys sell up front. Yep. yep. Uh, it's beneficial to have, as a heavier arrow than what that's one thing that just drives me insane. I'm going to rant for like just a hot second. These people <laughs> that always recommend 75 and 85 grain broadheads for uh, girls blow my mind. Yes. I know <laughs> that people have killed with them. I get it. You're going backwards. Mass becomes more important. The yeah. less draw length and draw weight you have. Absolutely. It just, yeah. oh, frustrates me to no end, but anyway, sorry. Uh, um, but I don't even know what I was talking about. Dang it. Uh, well, you're talking about the low wage, basically. And I mean, let, let's face it. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not shooting. I'm, I told you, right. I mean, I'm not shooting 56 pound bows. I'm shooting, I'm, I'm getting it done with 45, you know, mm-hmm. 40, under 50 pound bows. And I'm, I'm a prime mm-hmm. example. I mean, the first thing you need is a cut on contact broadhead. The second thing you need is a heavy arrow. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, and, and then the highest mechanical advantage you can get, which obviously, you know, I don't know if there's one out there that really matches exactly what I have, but uh, I mean, it fits a woman e- easily. I mean, put a me head on there oh, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, try to get the shaft as light as you can. Cause you know, trajectory is important. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it does help, yeah. you know, you can get good momentum with good speed as well, you know, but uh, uh, yeah, it, oh, it, it fits that's... very well. I mean, I'm getting it done, man. I mean, there's no, there's no question there. Yeah. As a matter of fact, oh, I'm going on a moose hunt and I'm, 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 I'm taking a, I mean, some guys might get pissed at me, but I'm taking a 48 pound bow and it, but it's going to weigh, you know, my arrow's going to weigh six, six, probably 680 when I'm done. And yeah. I, I have no problem hunting a moose with that setup. If you shoot no, something else either. at 11 yards, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, and, uh, let me tell That's you, right. Garrett, I have not killed an animal under 12 yards yet. I mean, or over 12 yards. Everything I get, man, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I hunt. I don't, I don't yeah. shoot animals. I hunt oh, them. Right. That sounds so awesome. Oh, I'm really like, it makes me really excited to try and kill an elk with a recurve oh oh man, it gets me gets me blood going well let's go um, Matt. Yeah. let's go man yeah, hey, we let's 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 do it let's do it september recurve. 20th ish yeah 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 uh bringing my uh backwoods composites my super limbs out there 
I won't, uh, I won't, I won't, I won't reveal the speed numbers yet, but, uh, I'll tell you after we're done recording and you might, you might poop yourself. <laughs> uh, um, but it's, it's fast. Yeah. Uh, especially for my little T-Rex arms. Um, so, but I, I guess the point I, I was eventually getting to long story longer is guys that, uh, shoot these out of compound bows are probably guys that have had bad experiences. So they're like, you know what? Like, I'm done worrying about weight. I'm done worrying about speed. I'll sacrifice a trajectory to have a bomb proof, uh, you know, durable setup that will get through anything. Uh, what, like, what's a, like a worst case scenario story you've heard from one of your customers where your, uh, uh, your setup has ended up saving their hunt. Uh, really, man, it, it, they're always the same. I mean, they, you know, they, they, they just botched the shot a little bit and hit a rib and or, or a shoulder blade and, and, and punctured through. I mean, that's that's the story you hear the most is they're just grateful that, you know, they, they had the broadhead and the arrow set up that was heavy enough to, to puncture through a bad shot. And that, that's what we're here yeah. for. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I mean, anybody can make a good shot and kill an animal through soft tissue. And you could probably do it with a field point. But, I mean, you know you have to be ethical about it. And, uh, you know, some people don't believe in it, but yeah, I mean, most of the stories, man, are just guys hitting bone and, and, and busting through and killing, you know, still killing the animal. Yeah. I had Hopefully, a, yeah, some, I had a some guy, prominent people, you can't do that. It's yeah. not possible. I had, I, know, I, know, I, know. I had a guy yesterday try to tell me that he shoots mechanicals so that he can be more ethical. And I, it really hurt my head. Yeah, don't get me don't get me on the mechanical thing, man. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Well, yeah. I won't. I won't even get into that. We'll talk about that another time. We'll talk about that after we stop recording too. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. Fun conversations with other people. <laughs> um. So when 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 these people come to you, because I'm I'm sure. Well, even for me, like someone who I I won't say I'm a I'm a seasoned arrow builder, but I I build more arrows than the average bear, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, me too. But even man. you know, uh, uh, gluons are still something that's new to me. And I'm trying to wrap my head around it, so I'm sure you get questions. What Don't like be what's? Afraid. Don't be afraid. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. Oh, I, uh, I'll I'll regret <laughs> telling me that. Uh, um, <laughs> what's uh like? What's the most uh when people reach out to you and say, I'm looking at, I'm looking for your system. Like is, is it typically because they've had a bad experience or is it because they're just bored? No, I think, I think what it comes down to there, there's two, there's two major uh, converts, I guess is the word I'm looking for. So mm-hmm. I got the, I got the compound guys that are realizing that they got to go heavier. So they're the guys that call me and ask me, okay, what, what do you have that, that, you know, makes it just like Garrett asked, you know what I mean? So right away, I'm going to, I'm going to tell them, Hey, just, just buy one, buy the thread ends. I mean, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. if you still want some speed, go with the meat head, you'll, you'll be happy. You know? Um, the other thing is guys, you know, that, that are realizing and reading Ashby and, and, and you know, FOC and, and heavy fronts and stuff are getting popular and popular. And, and uh, they want to make the, make the transition, but they're afraid, you know, uh, and they're not tinkerers, you know, like, like maybe mm-hmm. you and I are mad. I mean, mm-hmm. man, I, I can't, my, after dinner, I go downstairs and I screw around with arrows for, for two, three hours, you know, just messing around, you know? Um, right. So, you know, you, you have to just kind of uh, guide them. So really that's, that, those are the two people that call me the most. Um, and uh, 
uh, pretty much like what you're saying, you know, they just want to know, you know, Hey, I've never done this. You know, what do you suggest? And, and the first thing I tell them is, well, you're going to go up in spine right away. So, you know, get yourself yep. some heavier mm-hmm. spines, or at least go up one. I would get like, you know, two or three of, of a couple different sizes and, and get ready to try it. You got to be ready to tinker because it doesn't just happen, you know, uh, you know, so um, I don't know if I answered your question or not. Sometimes I can go off on a little. No, page. no, I I think you did. Uh, yeah. And I would, you know, we've had we've had people reach out to us. A lot of people that have reached out to us and to you know, like our friend Isaac over from Limb Driven. They they're people that have had a poor experience with. Uh, I don't want to say just a mechanical, but with either a mechanical and or a lighter arrow that just didn't perform mm-hmm. the way they anticipated. And I would, I would guess that you're, you probably get some people sure. that reach out to you because they had that kind of experience and they're, sure, they're sure, ready to change. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We, yeah, I do. I, I, as a matter of fact, I had a call the other day from a guy that uh, hunts elk and has hunted elk and has killed some elk and has lost some elk with his arrow setups, um, you know, doing your, your standard setups, you know, 125, 150 grain arrow. And uh, I mean, a broadhead and uh did more research and is taking his son out now for elk and wants to be ethical and wants to, you know, wants to do it right and show his son the right way to do it. And uh, so he called me and we had a, a couple hour conversation about what he, what I think he should do and what product he should use. And, uh, you know, that makes me feel good because, uh, you know, uh, these guys want to do it right. And, and that, that's good. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, so yeah, it's the same, same thing. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I think PETA should endorse you because you're you're from you're more for the ethical treatment of animals Absolutely, than just man. about anyone else, in my opinion. Listen, no. Matt, I, I respect these animals entirely too much and, and I want to give them my utmost respect and uh when I take their life I want it to be as, as ethical as possible. And um, yeah. I don't want them to well, suffer, you know. So, yeah, well, and, and I try and to Ed's, teach that to people. Yeah, yeah. None of us, and Ed's Ed's none of us talked about that, that to happen either. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And Ed's talked about that with, uh, you know, I've, um, he's talked about specifically how he shot animals and especially when you shoot them with an insanely sharp broadhead, how half the time they don't even know what happened. Oh Uh, yeah. One, one, because you're shooting a really quiet bow because your arrow's heavy. Uh, so they're first off, they don't hear anything. They probably just feel like, you know, people have cut themselves with paper or right. something, uh, you know, a, a really sharp knife and like not noticed it for a second and then been like, oh, yeah. oh like I'm bleeding everywhere. <laughs> right, and and right, it's the, right. it's the same thing with, with a crazy sharp broadhead is, you know, like, like I said, Ed's, Ed's talked about how he shot, shot animals and they just had no, no idea. And they just started, you know, spitting up blood. And then two seconds later, they're dead. <laughs> they never, yeah. never saw it coming. Yeah. My, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, everyone uses the paper cut analogy. I mean, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, you, you, you blow right through those animals. They don't realize what happened and then they're dead. I mean, that, that's what you want to happen. You know, I mean, it doesn't always yeah. happen, but that's what you, that's what you strive for. Yeah. My, my antelope that I shot last year, um, I shot front, it was a frontal shot. So it went in, um, in the chest and then came out between the rear legs and that antelope had no idea what happened. Like got startled by the noise of the shot and then, mm-hmm three steps looked back walked another two steps and just tipped over had no clue mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and yeah that's what you want to happen man oh, yeah. yeah there's no doubt i thought i missed at first too just because like the reaction was not what i expected and then yeah, yeah just kind of 
back legs got yeah. wobbly went out yeah well i mean you know anytime you turn on tv you see uh no, i was just gonna white say tail, that. <laughs> white tail kicking like a like a uh, bull and yeah, the pbr like, and, yeah. Oh, yeah yeah well have it's i mean on top of i mean it's because their broadheads aren't sharp that's well why. yeah that too uh uh, well, I mean, because if well, it was sharp, three hundred grain broadhead at them, and they're just going in maybe the length of the broadhead, the right. poor thing got a broadhead stuck in it, and it's in the mm-hmm. spine. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it just it aggravates me when guys say that it's it's just as ethical to shoot something else. When I just couldn't, I couldn't disagree more. Uh, so you you said you're going on a moose hunt, right? Yes. Yes, that'd what, be my, uh, uh, my my third one. Oh, have you have you uh, got to harvest one yet? No, no, that's my that's actually my my ultimate goal. That's my uh, that's my mystical beast, man. I I, uh, I have a thing for moose, and uh, I, I'm not going to quit until I I get one, and I probably won't quit then either. They're just yeah. one of those animals that uh, I just find so majestic, and, and I just uh, I love the area they live in. I think they're beautiful. I mean, it's just. Uh, uh, and this uh, is actually going to be a fly-in. This one's going to be a, a new one for me. I'm actually flying into a remote <sighs> Canada for this one. Oh, man. Super jealous about that. And it's That's actually so very cool. affordable, but we can talk about that off the air. Too, <laughs> yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't give tell everybody me, your talk, prices. Yeah. Tell me about <laughs> no, that one, please. I don't want to relieve, uh, you know, give too much information. Then it'll, the price will start going up. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't tell anyone but me and Garrett, and we'll, we'll be our secret. Uh, uh, so so that's your that's your uh, dream animal. It sounds like what? Uh, so what what setup are you going to take to Canada with you to to knock it down? Uh, pretty much what I was saying. I mean, I have that that uh, that that prana coming from uh, from Hearst and uh, from Colton, and um, going to work on tuning that thing and find out what arrows are the best. And uh, it's probably it's it's probably going to be in that that. 650 to 700 grain range with the with the you know 300 grain uh tough head on the front end okay you're gonna do a 300 on the end uh are yeah, you absolutely. uh yeah. do you think so you say you're shooting 46 pounds so you'll probably shoot a three what does black eagle have if, if you're gonna shoot I'm black, like you'll shoot 50 i'm thinking three a, a between a 340 spine. 350 spine yeah, yeah that's kind of what i was thinking, thinking too yeah, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be killer. Because once we'll I put this, put the the footer system on there and everything, uh, I might even do a longer footer just to stiffen that shaft so I can keep my GPI lower. You know yep. what I mean? Because yep. once you get once you get beyond two inches of a footer, you start to you start to really uh, manipulate the dynamic spine of that arrow. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. That's why we uh, we offer it in two inch because that's kind of that balance point where okay, we're giving you enough. But, you know, you're hindering on that where you might stiffen that shaft. Yeah, you offer uh, two two footers, right? You offer one that's a shorter one and one that's a longer one. Yeah, so so we're revamping the footer system. Now, I mean, it, it's nothing special, man. I mean, they're just, they're I don't mean to talk them down, but they're aluminum sleeves that, that we're cutting to, to size. Um, right. We're going to offer them in 12 sizes now because a lot of guys are shooting micro and small diameter so we're going to offer them all the way down to you know the x impacts all the way up to probably the heaviest five you know five sixteen shaft out there um so we're going to have all that we're going to offer them now in a two inch which we always have and we're going to offer them in a three quarter inch which we're going to call them longs and shorts 
basically, you know, depending on what you want to shoot and what kind of animals, and if you don't want that extra 20 grains up front, you know, you have that option. Um, right. Dave. You know, we used to have the, 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 the Bigfoot system that would slide over that, but that was actually designed for the threaded insert, the long collared threaded inserts, um, which I'll still offer, but you're going to have to email me and talk to me and we'll sit, make a setup for you, you know, kind of thing. It's not going to be, I, it, it's, uh, I don't think it's necessary in all aspects. So it's going to be kind of a specialty thing that we can help you build. Do you find that a three quarter inch footer does all that much? Yeah. That seems very short, yes. I guess. It, it doesn't matter. What it does is it strengthens the very end of that shaft. So it doesn't, drive whatever insert you have on the front end of that you know you're basically bonding the front end of that shaft that's where that's where i always had the most failures and that's how i first test shafts is i'll put my inserts in i will not put them and i'll blast them in everything i can and whatever shaft holds up the most uh that's what i will uh then i'll foot it and i'll, I'll that's the shaft i'm using and, and i find that uh well black eagle has some pretty good shafts so that's why i picked them up yeah yeah, we're we're for it. we're uh, fans of Black Eagle here. I would say, I think in our in our last episode in the balling on a budget episode, uh, I think all of us recommended a Black Eagle shaft. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because uh, man, I mean, first off, they're it's really good carbon, but second off, yeah. like price price wise, it's difficult to compete with. Right. Uh, right. Uh, I mean, you can. Could you buy like a marginally better carbon? Maybe, but you're going to spend almost twice as much. It's oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the price I point's think, great. Yeah, yeah. And their quality no, control is fantastic. I mean, you're you're going to get yep. you're going to get matched fines, matched weights. I mean, uh, now I just started shooting them. You know, beginning of the year, uh, shot them a little bit last year, off and on, and uh, I've been doing some serious testing since I got tough head, and uh, I like them. That's why I picked them up as a dealer and. Uh, I'm trying to offer them at a good rate too for everybody. So when you come on, you can build your whole system right from me, you know, and, and feel oh, free. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to yeah. throw a little pitch out there. Everybody can call, email me through the link and I'll, I'll help you build whatever setup you need the best yeah. I can, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Well, it's, it's nice to, there's not many, well, especially with broadheads, there's not many places you can go to do a one-stop shop to build your right. whole system. Uh, right. And, or, and, and even if you can, finding someone that's knowledgeable enough to talk you through it and actually under, understands, you know, dynamic spine reaction when you shoot 300 grains on the end of your arrow and why things like that are important. So, right, right, uh, right, right. And that, that's that was one my, of the main, main things, goal. really. Yeah, that was my main goal from Tough Head was, I, you know, I got the great broadhead, but I wanted to create a, a, an experience that you could come here and, and I'll, you don't have to go to three different sites and buy all your product. I'm giving you product that I have beat the crap out of and have tested and I stand behind and I'll help you build it. Uh, and one other little thing, when I, you know, I picked up black Eagle, I'm actually offering them in three packs so that you're not going to dump, you know, a, a pile of money on six or a dozen arrows you can buy your own little test pack to try before you unload a bunch of money you know what i mean yeah so i am going to offer them go. all in three packs so that guys can uh kind of custom pick you know if they want to try a couple different models you know so um i try to look at it like if i was the consumer too you know because i am the consumer hell i use this stuff so yeah that's i mean that's why you just that's why you bought tough head right it was just so you could make your own broadheads that was that was the whole underlying reason right there <laughs> yeah yeah right 
That's that's what I would do. Oh, my favorite broadhead company is going under. Better uh, better buy it. No. Well, that was part of it. That was kind of part of it. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I mean, a lot of people approached me and, and said that they didn't really want it to go away. And uh, yeah, well, you know, I mean, because if it would have went away, it would have went away. I mean, there's nothing. There's no no one else really makes one like that. Yeah, comparable. No, there. I I I can think of one other head, but it's not a glue on. That's a that's a three to one that I would trust. And, uh, that isn't yours. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure there's a couple, I mean, you've got your like older glue on manufacturers, your, uh, Zwickies and, uh, yeah. Grizzlies yeah. and stuff like that. I, I have never used any of those. I'm, I'm sure they're fine. Uh, but if I'm, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be using a three to one, it's probably because I like, I need to guarantee penetration. And if I'm if I'm that worried about it, then I'll spend a, a little bit more and make sure I've I've got the best right. best deal possible for sure. Right, right, right. And, and and there's nothing wrong with all the broadheads out there. And a lot of those have been around for 50, 60 years and they're great. I mean, and I I personally know a couple of the other manufacturers and they, they have been great and welcomed me with open arms being a competitor. And uh, they're they make a great product. And yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and bash anybody's product. I've used them. And I've killed right. animals with them. Uh, it's just, um, you know, Tough Head is just a product that I truly believe in and think that it is, in my eyes, the broadhead to use, the, the mechanical advantage and everything. And the, the, the single bevel, I mean, people are going to argue and say they, they suck, you get no blood trails, or hard to sharpen, but I say get off your lazy ass and figure it out. I mean, it's not that hard, man. I mean, yeah, seriously. I think those people don't. No, they never learned how to blood trail. That's part of the problem. That's why right. they need that right. quote unquote red carpet to follow to their dead animal because they never actually yeah. learned the proper way to track an animal. Well, that I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. A lot of, you know, you know, there's always an argument about woodsmanship and being an actual hunter. I mean, there's a lot more to it than just shooting an animal. Um, yep. You know, so, and, yeah, and I know people that shot animals with three blade you know, the three blade systems and, and they still didn't have good blood trails because they hit them high. I mean, mm -hmm. you can't go, yeah. you can't, you can't uh, fault the broadhead for not having a blood trail. No. Yeah. You know, every I, broadhead is going to give you blood trail, man, as long as it's shot right, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. And I, th I think, uh, um, well, Troy uh, Fowler, I think is his last name, uh, with, uh, from Ranch Ferry. Oh, uh, yeah, just yeah. Put, just put a really good video to like show why, you can never count on blood trails because there, there's there's just too many variables. There's too many oh, yeah. phys physiological things that we will never be able to account for right. uh, as right. when it comes to blood trails. So blood trails is literally like the last thing that I concern myself with. Me too. Uh, I'd say uh, that I yeah. yeah when I track animals, if they make it, I mean, if they don't drop in sight, like I'm like tracking that animal more often, like because sometimes the blood's not great, so I'm following actual tracks from that animal. And then right, I right, find the dude, blood right. and then, you know, yeah, yeah, keep yeah, going and yeah, keep there's going. There's a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. You have to look for the trails. You can't just look for blood. You got right. to learn how to read the, read the ground and read. I mean, you, woodsmanship again, it comes yeah. into play. In, yeah. Intuition yeah. comes in play too. Yeah. And you know, it's the, if, if you're marginal and you didn't know you hit, hit the animal properly, you didn't see it go down. Give it some time. Yeah. Don't keep pushing the animal. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Let it die. Let it die. Yeah, Give nope. it some time. You know what I mean? Don't, don't be impatient. Go back, have a coffee, go have a beer or something, and go back and find it with your buddies later. You'll find it. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's why God invented beer, so you can go have one <laughs> while, you're, while you're waiting on your animal to, to expire. 
so that may, maybe maybe this is your answer. I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll give you a, if it is, I'll let you have a second answer. Uh, what's what's the thing that uh, that is currently, uh, I guess, peddled would be the word. Uh, the thing that is currently peddled by the archery industry that drives you insane. Uh, speed. Everybody thinks speed kills, and it doesn't. I mean, speed is sexy. Kills. It's sexy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> everyone wants to come out the fastest bow out there. Now, granted, I, I like some speed too. If I can shoot a six hundred grade arrow at two hundred feet per second, I'll do it. But I mean, you know, that, that's not what it's about. Plus, I don't kill animals over. I don't personally kill animals over over you know twenty yards. So, uh, right. I, I don't care what kind of speed you have. That that animal's still going to jump that string in twenty yards if you have a three hundred fifty yep. feet per second arrow. I mean, that, yep. uh, that's not the speed of sound. I mean, Aaron Snyder said it several times that they they they, they you know no arrow is faster than the speed of sound. Yeah. So what? Uh, well, we we calculated it. Was that episode one, Garrett? I can't remember. Uh, I think it might have been two or three, but yeah, it was like one thousand one hundred and twenty feet per second or something like that. So. Until someone comes out with a bow that can do that, I'm I'm not worried about right. speed. <laughs> right, right. No, granted, I don't want something that's shooting, you know, uh, you know, 100 feet per second. I mean, I want right. something with some oomph to it so that I have a decent trajectory. I mean, you know, so I'm always always playing with you know different setups and trying to get the right, you know, that my brain is used to seeing too, you know, because I shoot right. instinctively. So well, my it, brain is used to seeing a certain FPS. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, people. Uh, uh, we, we kind of get ribbed online and maybe, maybe deservedly so sometimes for, uh, you know, I'm shooting a 650 grain arrow out of a compound and I'm looking for the fastest compound that I can possibly get. And people are like, well, why, why are you concerned about a super fast compound? I'm like, well, I'd still like to be able to sling this heavy arrow as fast as I can just for yeah, right. the penetration potential. And that's, I think that's lost on a lot of people is, you know, there and something else to take into account for your for you compound guys is there's a lot of bows that will have uh, IBOs that are similar to each other at, you know, at 350 grains. But once you start climbing mm-hmm. over that 500, 550, 600 grain they threshold, tank. your your efficiency just goes. Yeah. Some of them goes through the roof and yeah. others n- not so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. So, yeah, yeah that's, I uh, that's the only I, speed I'm, that I'm, I care about is like I've figured out that. I'm very comfortable with the trajectory with my trajectory when I'm around, you know, 260 is about as low as I want to go, but I really like to shoot a hundred yards. So I run out of sight tape and sight adjustability if I go lower than that, but I could just shoot not as far, but that's not as fun. Oh, you just need to be a better hunter, Gary. Get closer. That's all. <laughs> well, no, I get close. I just practice really far. I know. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, that definitely, uh, you know, I used to shoot uh, um, PRS, uh, precision rifles here. Well, it was a local circuit for PRS, but whatever. And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of people. I saw a lot of guys there that were, quote unquote, hunters, but really they were just shooters that just happened to be in a place where animals were. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, right. So the guy that, you know, uh, uh, skewers a white tail at 80 yards, I am much less impressed with than uh somebody that shoots a bear at 11 uh so uh i i think there's a well like you said i think the whole woodsmanship and hunting portion is being lost uh um, yeah. probably in part by the push for speed because now all these guys yeah. think that they can take you know 70 80 90 100 yard shots at game when like there's 
there's just so much stuff that can that can happen. I'm not I'm not saying that you absolutely cannot take a 60 yard shot on an elk. Like you know, if you've yeah. got a compound, go for it by all means. But man, I I I started shooting a bow because I you know it's it's intimate. You you yeah you have a different yeah. relationship with the animal than you do with a gun. So a lot of those absolutely, guys yeah. also you know they shoot that far, but they're shooting that 400 grain arrow with a mechanical on the end of it and then yep. wonder why they get four inches of penetration on that 80 yard right. shot on a white tail. It's like, well, what, what do you think was going to happen? Your arrow slowed <laughs> way down by the time it got there. Yeah. Well, and yeah. actually if you have a heavier arrow, you're going to keep that momentum longer, Yeah. Yep. which a lot of guys don't understand either. Right. You're actually going to maintain more momentum at a longer distance as well. Yeah. So I would you know, not be surprised. Uh, I, I want to, so I have a lab radar. Have you ever, have you ever seen a lab radar, Jason? You have one no, of those? I don't even know. Yeah, you didn't well, know that. Okay, no. so a uh, uh, <laughs> so Jason, a lab radar is basically a chronograph that uses Doppler, uh, and oh, you okay. can okay. so like if I want to shoot a bow, uh, Garrett's Garrett's mad at me. I can I can <laughs> I can feel I can feel his eyes beaming through the through the computer screen. Uh, um, I uh, so so you can like shoot an arrow. And it will clock that arrow from the time it leaves your bow all the way out to, I think it's 80 yards. Uh, and oh. and will give you a readout for every foot. Uh, oh, or every, okay. maybe, maybe it's every yard, one of the two. I can't remember. Uh, but it gives you a readout. So I, I have a hypothesis that uh, there's probably a certain weight where you will actually like start to pass uh, uh, lighter arrows at longer distances. Uh, now granted, you know, you're slower from the get go, but your down, your downrange, uh, um, energy is just going to be immensely more, uh, than, than what you will have out of a, a lighter arrow. I had an errant oh, shot. Oh, I went Delta. I had an errant shot last year, I think. And I tried to explain to people that my arrow hit like, so I shot a deer at 65 yards. I should have gotten closer, but it was there. Anyways, the deer moved its head, and I hit it in the neck, but it would have hit it right in the chest, uh, but I knocked that deer off of its feet at 65 yards, and people don't hmm. believe me, but I try to explain it to them. It's like, okay, this heavy object just hit this thing in the head, <laughs> and it knocked it off of its feet. Like, I know you don't believe me, however... That's definition what happened. Of knock, definition of knockdown power. <laughs> yeah, right there. but right. I would rather not do that again. But it happened, and yeah. it's because yeah, that that heavy arrow is just going to keep carrying that all that yeah. momentum. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot to be said about heavy weight and momentum. I mean, uh, you're not going to convince everybody, but uh, I know it's right. You know, a lot of people know it's right. I think more people are realizing that it's the right thing to do. Um, you know, um, yeah, they're, they're definitely starting to figure it out and that gives me hope. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, one of the first conversations that you and I had, Jason was when we talked about you coming on to do this was, you know, even though we're, we're not, uh, uh, dedicated to a single brand. Uh, you know, I, I think that all of these, you know, like, like you were saying, all of these manufacturers and, uh, competitors of yours, you know, they, they want you to be a part of this, uh, uh, as a, as a, even as a competitor, 
because I think we're all we're all on the same team. We're all driving the same bus and uh, mm-hmm. wanting wanting the same result uh, for people to have to have more success. So, right, right. That's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. So I know it's it's getting late, so we'll we'll get this guy wrapped up. So I've got like two more questions. Uh, so this is uh, you may you've you got a tough one to top with Isaac. He had a really good answer on this. Uh, um, if you could tell someone who's getting into heavier and more quality arrows, uh, or just heavier, more quality setups in general, uh, what would it be? What would be the number one thing to tell them? Yeah. Like if, if somebody, you know, if somebody is, is looking at this, uh, dare I say movement, uh, from the, uh, from the outside in, you know, they're, they're looking at, you know, this weird group of guys that are all into shooting arrows over, over 550 grains. What, uh, what do you, what do you tell that person? Well, obviously they're, they're taking my broadhead. So we'll put that out of the equation. I would say, (laughs) I would say, uh, I would like to see them spend more money on componentry and then get the best arrow that they possibly could for the rest of the money. Is that, and you're that you're is- you're really gonna like our our the episode we're about to publish on Friday because <laughs> we literally spent like ten minutes talking about that. Man, that was um, like the that's, whole hour. I think. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Put it on there. <laughs> yeah, that's and that and that that twenty I mean, second blurb I, I, is also episode five. <laughs> yeah, so so I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, obviously, I mean, you're you're call. You know, the the person's called me because they want they want to shoot a top head. So we'll set that aside. You're already buying a good product for for a broadhead or you know whatever other brand. And and I would definitely tell them, okay you know, forget about your shafts right now. Let's talk about componentry and then build it from there. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. uh, cause really, and, and I'm not talking down arrow shafts. I'm not an arrow builder, but I've tested myself a lot of shafts and uh, you can, you can bomb proof a lot of inexpensive shafts yeah, with yeah, the yes right you can. componentry with the right componentry. And you don't have to really spend a lot of money either. I mean, you know, just, have an idea in mind. And like we talked before, Matt, I mean, sometimes it might just be 20 more bucks a dozen and you're going to have a hell of a setup. You know, yep. just, uh, I think it's, and you got to be willing to tinker. You got to be willing to tinker a little bit. Yeah. You know I, mean? yeah. I think it's really good that you do offer that one-stop shop because that's where a lot of guys like get scared or get their cold feet is that they, you know, they're not tinkers. They've never done this before. So that they, mm-hmm. the fact that they can call you and be like, look, this is what I want. This is what I want to spend. And then they realize that it's going to be the same amount of money, if not less. I mean, maybe a little bit more, but it could be like we our episode that you haven't heard yet. We built some pretty bomb proof setups cheap, like $50 cheaper right. on the dozen than what you could go to the right. store and buy off the shelf. Right. And right, right, right. The fact right. that they can do that by calling you and you actually know what you're talking about, which is great. Cause that doesn't happen very often. Um, right. Yeah. yeah and really, I mean, age. I want to, I want to encourage anybody. I mean, to pick up the phone and call or send me an email and, uh, and just, you know, pick my brain. No, I mean, am I going to tell you right off the bat, this is exactly what you need? No, I, I'm not shooting your bow. I don't know. You know I mean? I don't know how you shoot. I don't know how good you can shoot and all that stuff, but I mean, I can at least point you in a direction. And that's why, like I said, I I'm offering, 
everything's in three packs too. So you're not, you're not piling out a bunch of money. You can test a couple different things and figure yeah, out what yeah. your setup is before you come back and buy the complete dozen or, or two dozen or whatever you want to do. So I'm trying to make it, you know, I'm trying to, to build that whole store, so to speak that, you know, uh, to, to help the guys, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, because this isn't my full-time job either. So I want to just throw this out there. When you call me, if I don't answer the phone, leave a message and I will mm -hmm. call you back because I do have two day jobs, so to speak. So, I mean, I, you know, I'm a busy man, but I will call you back. I love talking arrows. You know, we've been talking for what, almost two hours now. Man. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. I, mean I, I can talk <laughs> about stuff, so. Oh man. Yeah. I'd, I'd talk your off all night if, uh, if I knew you didn't need to get back to your family. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good answer. That's, that's a, that rivals Isaac's answer, I think. Um, okay. So I won't, uh, I won't belabor this too much. I, I've got to ask you before you leave, do you, uh, you have anything, uh, coming out that you want to like, I don't know, tell us about? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I told you I was coming out with, uh, with the, you know, the, the screw on meathead, uh, mm -hmm. which should be out on the, on the shelves here soon. Um, and then I, I am in the process of revamping, uh, componentry, which we had a discussion prior to the podcast here recording. Yeah. Um, I'm going to switch everything over to stainless, I believe. Uh, oh. I think it's a much superior, yeah, it's a much superior product. I'm going to start phasing out all the brass that I have. Um, it's going to cost a little more for the, for everybody, for me to purchase and for the consumer. But man, you, you buy a stainless setup, you, you can unsweat it and put it, yeah. you can put it on another set of shafts, man, yep. as long as you get something similar. Um, and I'm actually working with a very well-known uh, high-end uh, stainless company. Um, you, I think you know of them, Matt, uh, uh, Ethics Archery. Um, I'm working with them to make some, uh, proprietary components for me, which they're probably going to sell as well. Uh, and also, um, some shafts. Uh, so we're, we're in the process of doing some stuff now. So we've been working very close. It's going to take, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time, but I'm going to phase out all my brass and, uh, uh, offer a complete stainless setup for just about anything out there. Um, you know, uh, for any shaft, you know, because a lot of these arrow builders and companies now make great arrows but they're arrow companies. They're not component companies. Right. So, yeah. Components. You know, bad. that's where they yeah, fail. So it's bad. Just, uh, and I'm not saying them all, I'm not bad mouthing them all. Like I said, I don't, I don't want to bad mouth any companies. Um, but a lot of them are suffering in, in the componentry. end. Mm -hmm. so yeah. I want to be able to offer good components to go with their good shafts. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. So that, that's probably point. my big thing for, for this year. I'm definitely to the point where I don't run, like nothing is stock anymore from anything that I run. Yeah. 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 I would uh yeah. I would agree. Yep. I mean there's there's a lot of and you know, like we've mentioned, they'll they'll work fine on perfect shots, work fine on, you know, whitetail and turkey and stuff like that, and even sometimes even right. even hogs, but you know, when you when you uh make a marginal shot on anything bigger, you're you can be in a world of hurt. So cost oh, yeah. you know, spend that extra twenty five bucks and get in some stainless components and not a not have to worry about it and just just right. send it right 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 yeah so that, that's always been my big thing and uh and, and everything i'm putting on my website uh in the store is things that i have tried i have beat the crap out of and i stand behind uh yeah. so i'm not just putting stuff on there to sell it and try to make some money i mean i'm 
this isn't this isn't my day job. So I mean, this is something I'm doing as a passion and trying to give back to the to the trad world and, and the archery world. You know, not just trad, but um, so everything I put on there is something that I've have believe me, I've tortured. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, well, Jason, I really uh really appreciate you coming on uh like like uh you know i told garrett and blaine when uh when we started this we all made a we made a list of like 10 people we wanted to have on and i said whoever because i knew it was under new ownership and i said whoever owns tough head now i want to i want them on so i'm i'm glad uh glad you're able to come here and chat with us for a couple hours and talk arrows and talk about uh talk about your company yeah, any any time, man. I mean, uh, we can we can pick another subject again and keep talking. I, I enjoyed this, and uh, you guys are a good bunch of guys. Oh, I like what you're doing for the for for the industry, trying to teach some truth. Hey, that's that's what we're here for. No uh, no BS, no no bias kind of kind of thing. Just trying to get out the truth. We are certainly going to have you back if you want to come back after your moose hunt because I want to hear about yeah, it. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah. hopefully I got some good, some good stories for that one. Yeah. I mean, I, that, hopefully third time's a charm. That's right. That's right. Cool. So, uh, um, where can, oh, do you have something, Garrett? Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, so where can, uh, where can people, uh, reach you, see your stuff, social media, website, all that fun stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So the website's, you know, uh, toughhead.com and then, uh, I'm starting to dabble in the social media. So right now I'm, I'm, uh, pretty active on Instagram. I kind of like it, you know, putting pictures up there and, and seeing everybody's pictures for the day. So I'm pretty active on Instagram, Instagram. Uh, I just, I'm going to try to dabble in some YouTube here soon with some testing videos and stuff, but I am by no means a cinematographer. So, uh, <laughs> they're going to be pretty crude right now until, you know, someone maybe helps me out with some of that stuff, but, uh, it's just fun. So yeah. mainly, mainly, you know, the website and we, if you sign up and subscribe to the website, you know, we try to send a little, you know, uh, uh, email blast out every month just for update or for having a sale or new products, things like that. And, uh, plus I post it on Instagram. So I use that as a kind of a marketing tool as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Cool. And it's, uh, uh, for those who may be listening and may not be looking at the screen on how it's spelled, it's T U F F, right? Not T O U G H. All right. Yeah. T U F F head.com. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. Alrighty. Well, uh, thanks again, Jason. Really yeah, appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we're, we're pumped to have you on. So, uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good, man. It was a lot of fun. Yep. Thanks. And, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, uh, if you haven't already, once again, uh, hit us up on social media. Uh, if you want to like our stuff, rate us on their, your podcast of choice really helps out our algorithm. So, uh, do us a solid take a look at that and if you don't like us then please don't leave us a bad review because <laughs> we can't afford it uh and yeah so thanks uh thanks again to everyone for listening and stay lethal mm-hmm.